0: This worship team is so so awesome. To, to worship Jesus this morning freely, and I hope you brought your needs to Jesus. That's where He is. That's where the healing is. Amen. That's where we get our answers. So before I get to preaching, got to take a time um, for some announcements. If you're new here um, this morning, if you're guests. We have connect cards. We'd love for you to fill those out and um, just turn those in. You can drop them off in the back there where um, bins that are called giving. And uh, we would love to connect with you and reach out to you. So take time fill those out. And also your tithing offerings. Um, don't forget that. And those also go in the, in the uh, giving boxes. And uh, here in a, in a few weeks, have a volunteer picnic. It's on June 5th. Write that down, June 5th, and it's going to be right after the church service. We're going to go out to the uh, Lamont, Lamont Park District uh, right after service, and it's uh, for all the volunteers, all those that help out at church. And guess what? We all we all put in time. At the church, don't we? <laughs> we help out and everything. It could just be opening the door for somebody, shaking somebody's hand, making them feel welcome, to cleaning, to setting up chairs. I mean, it's just all kinds all kinds of stuff. And So you're more than welcome to come and, uh, and uh, enjoy this, this time of, of fellowship out at the Lamont Park District. And I also got a uh, form right before the church. Uh, this is awesome. My kids went there just a couple um, weeks ago. I'm um, getting ready for the summer party club. Um, it's going to be May twentieth. That's a Friday at uh, six thirty to eight p.m. and that's for uh, for children. And it's uh, just right at the school, Oakwood Elementary School. It's in the the uh, cafeteria and hosted by the Table Rock Church of Lamont. And uh, my kids, they brought home all kinds of of uh, Eggs and and, and uh, fun things that they learned about and brought home scripture verses and it's a it's a great thing so it's something that you want to um, you don't you don't want to miss you want to get your kids involved in that and it's it's at the again it's at the Oakwood Elementary School in the cafeteria on May twentieth Friday at six thirty. All right, so it's an awesome privilege be able to bring the word fill in for pastor as him and his family are out in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, when he came to me and was like, hey, you want to preach for me? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a, it's a, an exciting thing to bring the word of God to to share the gospel. Why? Because it has affected my life. It has changed my life. It is something that I have a testimony about and can preach about. This morning, and I am excited. And because I'm, it's not only exciting, but I am the one, the one <laughs> to end pastors' um, series on King Me. And I also got it. I got it easy this morning because I get to talk about King Jesus. Oh man, He's my King. I hope He's your King this morning. Oh man, I, I tell you begin to happen when Jesus is in the room. When we, when we begin to serve Jesus, just the mention of the name Jesus. The Bible says that the name of Jesus <laughs> knees begin to bow. Those in heaven begin to bow. Those in to bow, those under the earth, the demons, begin to tremble at the name of Jesus. That's my king. That's who I serve. My king is a powerful God. Uh, He's a a life-changing God, and I hope you know him this morning. Our king is worthy of great respect. Like any other king you see in the Bible, you see in history didn't respect a king, if you went out, if you went about it the wrong way and he just kind of felt uncomfortable, he'd have no problem putting an end to your life in a brutal way. These this day and age, you kind of see how we lose respect for those in authority, whether it's a police officer, whether it's a teacher, a pastor, or just a parent, or grand. There in the culture today there's it's all about me, what I want. It's not about man how special person that we are. Who we're talking to. We don't know how long mom and dad are are gonna be with us. We don't know the next moment. Start learning how to respect. You know one thing I'm finding out, married men. (laughs) It's been kind of tough, but life it kind of it kind of gets easy. It's kind of life; it gets better. Married life gets kind of better when your wife talks to you, and you don't ignore her, and you address her by saying. Yes, dear. (laughs) Many of my teens are out there. This is, let this be a lesson. If you want a thriving marriage, learn to say, yes, dear. (laughs) And life is going to be good. Saying, yes, I I hear you and obey. When you say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, to your bosses, to the police officers, to your teachers, to your mom and dad. It's more than just saying, mm-hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> My wife, <laughs> it's really Presley. She gets so mad because if I go, mm hmm, she's like, You're not listening, are you? You're, you're just saying, mm hmm. <laughs> I have to say, Yes, I, I hear you. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. But this is the thing that Jesus not only just is not like a, a Santa Claus to a To our life, or every time, every time something bad happens in our life that we run to Him, and that's the only time we reach out to to Jesus. You know, Jesus wants you to do something as well. And that's kind of the hard part. Because we're good at worshiping, we're good at praising Jesus. But my Jesus says, "Hey, I I want you to do this. I want you to reach out to this person. I want you to step out. It's gonna be tough, man. How easy it is to ignore it, to shrug it off." This morning, we're gonna we're gonna focus on Matthew chapter eight, verse sixteen through twenty. It's the command of Jesus, our great commission. And I think it's just going to be kind of kind of fun to, to get a little respect for our king this morning. So when we read it and I'm pointing at you, we're going to say, yes, sir, without excuses, sir. Some of you in the military had to learn that as soon as the bus pulled up to the training camp and the drill sergeant came on. You learned quickly that you better say, yes, sir, aye, aye, sir. Otherwise, it was going to be hell on earth. Your life was going to be hard. But you learn how to, to respect authority. And it wasn't a, a control thing. It wasn't that, oh, you just do this because I'm controlling your life. No, it's an affirmative response to I hear you and obey you. So this morning, man, I, I pray I pray that we all have such respect for Jesus this morning that, and our king that, we say yes, sir. Whatever you want, sir, I'm going to do it without excuses, sir. Matthew chapter 28, verse verses 16 through 20. This is coming up. Bring it out of the New Living Translation. If you got the NIV, it's about the same thing. It doesn't matter what you got this morning. Therefore, or sorry. Then the eleven disciples left Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given you all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the ends of earth. Our mission, it's our mission to go. King Jesus makes us better. When Jesus tells us to do something, it, it is always to make us better. I'll, I'll never forget going to the top of Mount Evans in Colorado. How I many you been to Colorado before and got to see the Rocky Mountains? Oh, man, it's just so majestic. You just look at, at it and, oh, God, you are amazing. You created all of Went all the way up top to Mount Evans, and the air was so thin. It's like, oh, 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 this is so pretty. <laughs> I don't know if I can catch my breath. I can't hardly really breathe up here. There, for miles, you can see the wilderness. You can see the valleys. You can see the water and see some of the, the thriving vegetation. Had this mountain. You, no other person can see. So why, in verse 16, why did Jesus tell the disciples to go to the mountain? Because a mountain gives us perspective. Jesus teaches us and makes us better. He shows us. Look here. Look here, Michelle. This is your mountaintop view. There's gonna be valleys that you're gonna have to walk through. Oh, over here, oh man, there's the waters flowing. Oh, there's land flowing with milk and honey over here. Oh, you're gonna get a get experience. Oh, the blessings of family. Oh, the blessings of a of a of a church family. Oh, over there is the wilderness you're going to have to go through that sometime. You're not going to be able to see sometimes. But I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you, says Jesus. Only a good king will prepare you and help make you better. Jesus' command will make you thrive even in the wilderness, even in, in in tough times. Now listen to this. You may be old and retired. How many is old and retired? How many is feeling old and wanting to retire? Simply wore out. But God says, I am not through with you. Listen to this. This is the word of God this morning on your life. You might think you have wasted away time, but guess what God is a God that will restore your time. Amen? Let me hear somebody say, man, I get excited about the keen Jesus that we serve, that God that can restore your time, the time that you have wasted away because you've followed other things that you made keen in your life. And now you're saying, oh man, I have regrets. I wish I would have done this. God is a God that restores the time. That takes you up to the mountain to restore you, to speak life into you, and to give you orders. No longer will you say, only if I was younger. I'm giving you a refreshed perspective, a new perspective of your mission. I will make you better and send you down to the dark valleys where your children dwell. And you will be the light and the hope to your family. Those of you this morning that are praying desperately to see your children, your grandchildren, come to Jesus. Let that be a word spoken over your life, that God has given you a new perspective. He has given you a command that you will see your children come to Jesus and follow the King and walk in the blessings of life, even through darkness, even through the wilderness. Some of us this morning need to give up, give up our own perspectives, just kind of like the thieves on the cross. One said, Jesus, I want to follow you. I believe you. The other one did not. He simply had a different perspective. He simply had his own theology. And the one that believed, Jesus said, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Just a simple faith in in Christ. Looking at, uh, standing on that mountaintop, having a new perspective when Jesus says that your faith Can move mountains. You look at these mountains that make you smaller than even an ant. That's just miles high and so big that you're just standing there like, oh my goodness. But man, the mountains in your life, the mountains in your life, your faith is so powerful, it can move those mountains. Are you getting the visual this morning on why Jesus said, "Go to the mountain"? He told his disciples to go to the mountain. I want to teach you something. I want to show you something. Verse seventeen, of Matthew chapter twenty-eight. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, gotta go back and think. There's just eleven disciples. There were twelve, right? There were 12, but all of them were following Jesus. They got to touch Jesus. They got to see the miracles, the miracles that you and I would see and probably never forget. Say, I believe Jesus. I'm following with him. There's nothing that can shake me or move me. But guess what? There's already one disciple that committed suicide. It's how simple it is when you give the devil a foothold. How quickly your life can change when you allow the devil, when you allow the corruption take place in your mind. So here we got eleven. That's not a whole lot. And you would think, why would they not be all worshiping? Why are they are some of them doubting? What in the world? But you gotta see. perspective what they were seeing. They saw their buddy betray Jesus and go out and kill himself. They saw the Roman soldiers grab Jesus, whipped him so hard that it ripped his flesh off of him. It was unrecognizable even by the time he got to the cross. They saw him Crucified, a crown of thorns shoved into a skull. Unrecognizable. But three days later, Jesus is standing there. You know they gotta be like, Man, I just saw you, you were unrecognizable. There's no way that you should be alive. There's no way that you should be standing here. I saw them put your body in a tomb, seal it, and put Roman guards that hate us, that are after us, that are that that's why I'm in fear of my life and my family's life. So you can understand why there's doubt. Some of you have gone through things that have caused you to doubt. I'm a pastor. I love Jesus, but there's been times in my life that I've doubted, I've disbelieved. There's no way possible. They had no clue. The disciples had no clue what was going on. Now they're standing with Jesus. Those words when he said, when they when they went all when they went to the mountain of Galilee. That was a prophecy. Jesus said before he even was crucified that in three days when he when he is crucified and raises from the dead, meet me, I will meet you on the mountain of Galilee. So there is so much going on here. There's so much and some of us, man, we would just we wouldn't care if Jesus came in and got blood all over the carpet. We would worship, but some of us would get upset. And You know how much this carpet costs us? Costs the church. They got blood stains all over now. We got to get new carpet. (laughs) Jesus says in His Word that He heals. So why am I going through this? So Luke goes a little further to say even when Jesus proved he wasn't a ghost and even left him fill his wounds, his nailed pierced hands, says they still were in disbelief. There was still some doubt. How do we get away from this, this doubting? There are many reasons why we reject and and doubt Jesus, but we have to press in. We have to press into them. We have to seek out our answers. Seek and you will find. All the disciples we know from the word of God, that they all didn't vanish, but they all gave their lives for Jesus. They all said, you know what? I'm pressing in. Jesus no matter the cost let me just ask you right now are there any places in your life maybe today where you're where you're doubting where your doubt is hindering your walk with Jesus maybe when we are worshiping when brother Mike was leading us into worship maybe there are sayings on your mind that just hindered you from worshiping Jesus this morning Take time to evaluate. Don't let your doubts stop you from worshiping. Press in, seek God. Seek the answers to the questions you have. You will be strengthened in the process. You will also be equipped to help others. It's why Jesus, King Jesus, is worthy. To be praised. Worthy to be honored. Worthy to be rejected. Verses 18 and 19. Matthew chapter 28. Says, and Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. What was Jesus' command? Go. What do we say when Jesus says, go and do something? Sir, without excuses, sir. I hear you and obey you. I'm not going to shrug it off. I'm not going to go, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, and ignore it. Maybe, maybe some other time scriptures memorized. I'm not there yet. Jesus tells you, do something for him. Yes, sir. Without excuses, sir. King Jesus gives us our ultimate purpose. If you're searching for your purpose in life, is your ultimate purpose. God has given you a command, what to do with your life. To share Jesus with others. What do I do in church? Share Jesus with others. Put on that smile, turn that frown upside down. Smile like you have Jesus living in. you. Speak the truth like it has affected your life. Why is the church, why are we, why is our church against abortion? Because we know that life has purpose, every life has purpose. Every life has been ordained by God. It's not just to, to do something a little lame. Do something maybe once or twice every other few years. God has called you. Your king, the king of kings, has called you to royalty. He has made you a royal priesthood. He doesn't just put you aside and say, oh, let the king do all the work. No, he uses you. He brings you right to the kingdom and says, I want you to build my kingdom. It's your purpose. Why does Jesus tell us to go? This is essential to our ultimate purpose. You were not made to sit. Those that don't know Jesus, they're not obligated to come to church. We are obligated to go to them. I love the scripture says, blessed are those. Blessed are the, the, the feet of those that carry the good news, that take the word of God. Take your testimony to those that don't know Jesus. Most of us, we didn't just show up at the church doorstep. Most of us, it was because of somebody speaking into our lives. Somebody shared the gospel, went out of their way, and invited you to come. Maybe mom and dad brought you to church, even through times where you didn't want to go. But you just don't. We just didn't show up. Just because somebody came to you and affected your life. And because of that, you come to church. You come and thank you, God. Thank King Jesus. Thank you, King Jesus, for bringing somebody into my life that told me about you. Disciples of the verse, verse 18, 19, and 20 are go baptize and teach. It takes action. Are you going to obey the command of Jesus? We're going to do this thing this morning. You have, that, you have that question. You can answer that question. It could be a yes. You, I want to say, yes, sir, without excuses, sir. The last verse, verse 20. Surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. King Jesus is always with us. And I thank you for a king. King Jesus that's always with me. Oh, even even through some of the most difficult times, King Jesus is always with me. And not too long ago, we went through what I thought in my own life was hell on earth. Courtney was expecting little Isa. She got the news that she had heart issues. So we're going through all that. We're trying to figure out what was going on. Of that, then all of a sudden our sewer started messing up, and I am like the most tightest tightwad there ever was, <laughs> aren't I, <dear>? Here, <laughs> So I do all the work myself. So there I am trying to run a snake through the sewer line, trying to get stuff going, I, and, and everything is just going kaput, and it just, man, there's just little things in line. sometimes it's not the big stuff it's those little things that just oh man I mean I was like I mean I was literally on the verge of just like questioning my faith what in the world's going on what did I do to deserve all this stuff I'm covered in sewage (laughs) all this is going on in my life can I not just get a break and then all of a sudden so-and-so was in the hospital, so-and-so found out they have cancer and this and that. And it's, it's like one thing after another. And finally, through it all, through after, God, I need your help. I, I, I can't do this. I thought I could do this without you, but I, I need you, God. I need you to be with me, to, to help me, Struggles. Guess what? God used somebody to give us a word saying, I hear you. God hears your prayers and it's going to be alright. Going to be okay. That's when the peace. Okay, God. It took a little bit of work. I got the plumbing issue solved, taken care of. Everything started going. Resolved and everything was okay. And I thank God that Jesus is with us. The situations in your life that make my little situation seem no, like nothing. The King Jesus is with you this morning. He's always with you. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2-3, through three, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. <laughs> King Jesus is with us. So how are we going to reach people now in the situation you are now? That's the worship team to, to come back. How are we going to do this now in the situation we are in now? Never forget, as a young boy, my children's church pastor, Sister Pam Webster, was dying in her deathbed. And my mom and dad brought me to her house as she lay weak on the couch. I saw my my children's church pastor that spoke life into me. Even when I would talk to my buddies and fool around, every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, she would keep telling me about Jesus. Keep loving me. And now the end of her life is right there. As a young boy, never forget this. Started praying and worshiping. Even through her weakness, she wasn't going, Oh God, I don't want to die. Oh, don't take my life. Oh, no. There was peace in the room. And she began to raise her hand to Jesus, to her king. She was showing me, she was still teaching me just hours before she died. She was teaching me about Jesus and how to serve him until the very end of my life. That's our mission. It's tough. When you and I received Jesus as our Lord and Savior and made that commitment, there was something that had to happen in order us for for us to make that commitment. We had to understand that it was a risk. We had to understand that it was going to be there was going to be a cost that we were going to have to live separately from the world. We were going to have to live lives in, in a valley with a smile on our face, and still carry the word of God, and still be an example. Of Jesus. We gotta preach. We gotta teach. We gotta speak with expectancy. Are you expecting the King's presence? Do you look at Jesus and say, You are the King of Kings and the You are a living God. Those that follow Jesus. Bible says that these signs will follow. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In in Jesus' name, you will cast out devils. Are you seeing the signs this morning? Let's take a little time this morning to worship our King, King Jesus, and allow him to speak in our lives and become willing vessels without excuses, where we can say, Sir, yes, sir, without excuses, sir, I'm going to carry the word. I'm gonna do what you tell me to do, even if it's in an aisle at Walmart or Target. I am going to do what you say, even if it hurts my little feelings, even if I'm rejected, I'm gonna do it, even if, oh, I'm too smart for this, even if it means I have to go low, to the lowest, to the stinkiest places, you call me, I'm going to do it. So let's take time this morning. This is where it begins. We can worship God.